Hello and welcome to the most illustrious college sports talk show, and that is the Two Minute Drill here on UCCS Radio. With me, as always, is my co-host Philip Oki Thomas. How are you doing today, Philip? I'm doing well. Um, the Nuggets are in the playoffs. Um, my Wizards aren't in the playoffs, so I'm, I'm, I'm having mixed feelings today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's understandable. Uh, let's take a look at the the Wizards. They're only 11th in the East, so there's like a long shot chance they can still make the playoffs, I believe. It's not going to happen. Uh, they are 30 and 43. Uh, in number eight right now are the Heat, who are 35 and 36. So there's like, there's a chance. You're not like completely out of it yet. You're not like the Knicks or the Cavs, which yeah. I just, I didn't realize it, but the Knicks have a worse record than the Cavs right now, which I, I don't know how you do that, yeah. but, you know, props to them. I definitely thought it wouldn't make sense to me that the Cavs would get another first-round pick mm-hmm. in Zion and somehow screw that one up, too. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, and then the Nuggets are currently second, barely half a game back. The Warriors, 48-22. Warriors, 49-22. So, basically, even... They could do it. They're on a five-game winning streak right now. Yeah. And I, I kind of mentioned to you this before we went on air... But it kind of looks like the West is locked up. At least the eight teams are going to be in it. Seedings might change, but uh, the final five, six, seven, eight are all tied with the same record. Yeah. But six and a half games back is the ninth seed. So they're, the Kings probably won't make the playoffs nope. this year. It looks like the Clippers will have that eight spot. But they could also have the five spot. So <laughs> it's such a big like jump. Yeah. It's so funny. And those teams, the five, six, seven, eight teams are the Thunder, Spurs, Jazz, and Clippers. I am kind of surprised the Jazz hung around. With the Western Conference being even tougher, yeah. I kind of thought they might lose it. And they could, but it would take a huge collapse in order for them to fall out of the nine spot. I don't think anyone wants to play the Warriors in that first round, nope. so it might be a real push. I think it, we might see the Thunder, who were once in the third spot pretty recently. I could see them drop all the way to eight and then get swept by the Warriors. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I think the Nuggets probably don't want to play the Jazz Yeah. or the Spurs. No. I think they'd be comfortable with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Thunder. They played pretty well against the Thunder this year. The Thunder ended up in that 7 or 8 spot, depending on where they end up. Yeah. I think they would be pretty pleased with it, but I guess we'll have to see how it goes. Honestly, I think I think the Nuggets could do well against Utah. Okay. Um, it'd be like... I think it'd be like... It'd be a good series, but I think the Nuggets could still come out on top. But... And then, like... If... Let's say if anything were to happen, I think the Utah Jazz would go to the eighth spot and the Clippers would move up and play um, and play the Nuggets. Okay. If anything, but just because I, looking at like Utah's schedule, yeah, it just, to me, it's the, what they have got going on. Like, I mean, they're playing the Bulls and then on into, um, you know, they have to play the Phoenix Sun. I mean, the Phoenix Suns, Los Angeles Lakers. Then they're they're playing the Lakers like twice in the span of the rest of the games that we have left. Okay. So, 
and I just don't have a lot of faith in them right now because they just lost to the Atlanta. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a great look for them. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. The Western Conference looks a little more solid, and I'm guessing the NBA champion will probably come out of the Western Conference once again. It's not really that surprising here. But you look at the Western Conference, and 9 through 15 are the bad teams in mm-hmm. this. But then if you switch over to the Eastern Conference, 9 through 15 are bad, but arguably 6, 7, and 8 are also bad. And... Five is a question mark with the Celtics. Really, the four, the top four teams are really the only good teams in the Eastern Conference consistently. I think the Celtics are a good team by nature, but I don't think they're consistently. They do weird things in games, and they push Joel Embiid when they probably shouldn't push Joel Embiid. Yeah. But we can talk about that later. It just makes no sense to me that the Hornets at 32 and 39 are realistically still in the playoff race, as well as the Wizards. And the Magic are on the heels of the playoffs, all of them under five hundred. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. I think the one team that I is like a sleeper team for me that's going to be that I feel is going to be play very well in the playoffs is the D- Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I think Blake Griffin is playing immense basketball right now um, with his three point shots. You know, the dude just didn't... I don't think he had those, what, like two, three years ago? Yeah. And stuff, so I think he's been definitely working on his game. I think they're a team that... they. I think they're a team that other teams don't want to have to face because they're just so unknown. And, like, yeah. you know, do I have faith in Dwayne Casey. At the same time, a team that I feel like is highly overrated in the... um. In the East is the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, but I I understand where you're coming from there. I also understand why they're being hyped mm-hmm. because they've been bad for so long, and there's a resurgence. They're yeah. playing well. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is making the Lakers look dumb, which I'm happy anytime <laughs> that happens, no matter the, you know, no matter the result. But yeah, I agree. They're a little overhyped. They're overhyped for a team that's 37 or 36. Yeah. They're, you know, they're 507 right now. They're 16 and a half back from the Bucks. I don't think that really makes you contender in the East. What would be interesting, and they're 17 and a half games back of number one, the Heat. I think the Heat could beat the Bucks in a seven-game series. I really I, do think so as yeah. well. The Bucks seem the most vulnerable, good team mm-hmm. to me. I think the Celtics, if you give them seven games with anyone they might be able to barely grind it out, at least in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. If you give the Bucks seven games, they could accidentally get swept. <laughs> I do. I do yeah. think that be just because, one, playoff Dwayne Wade. Two, yep. I think they have a solid core team of, like, young players who some of them vary in, like, playoff experience. And then yeah. at the same time, some of them, you know, they don't have very much playoff experience, but they have the grit. And to me... Whenever Bledsoe, Giannis, Snell, and um, Middleton are off the court now that like Bogdan is uh, uh, hurt, yeah, um, I think they don't have that like they don't have like a six man to me that is like definitely out there to get like to play whenever they're not on the court and stuff yeah. or or 
build the team up whenever they're playing, like their stars are playing bad and yeah. stuff. And so, and then at the same time, I feel that Hassan Whiteside is not going to let, be disrespected by Giannis. I think no. he's going to come out and play, even though he's been, you know, he's questionable in fourth quarter situations and game situations, he's questionable. I just, I feel like he has something to prove this year. And then at the same time, I think they all know that they don't want to go out, that they all want to, like, make Dwayne Wade's season as long as possible. Yeah. I think that's the inspiration behind it. And they're well-coached. Yeah. I, I, not that the Bucks aren't well-coached, but the Heat are really well-coached. They've yeah. been well-coached for a while. And so that's where they can kind of catch a team by surprise. You look at the top teams in the East, and to me, they all look vulnerable in one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, no one has a insane winning record. The top three teams are, you know, the top two teams in the East have better records than the ones in the West. And then the 76ers are right below the Nuggets and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But all three teams, it would not shock me if we reported that they all got yeah. eliminated in the first round. Because you look at who they would have to, the top four, like, this sounds insane, but in the second round of the playoffs, I think we could honestly, this is my opinion, see Heat, Nets, Pistons, Celtics. So that means five through eight survive, top four out uh, in the second round. I, I think it's a possibility. Mm. Obviously, Bucks and Raptors have stars. Yeah. Same with the 76ers. The Pacers, I think, are the easiest to overtake. Oh, one hundred. I like looking at it now. I think Boston is sitting in the perfect place. Like, yep. for a first-round easy win to go into the second round and really play. And, like, like I, I'm, not, I'm not knocking the Indiana Pacers and what they're doing. I think they're, yeah. like, they're doing phenomenal basketball, especially with their star being out and stuff. But we're talking about playoff basketball here whenever you don't have your star, Victor Oladipo. Yeah. So, and then at the same time, the Celtics have way more assets to the point where I don't even feel like they would have to play as hard. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. And they have, like, this weird spark where they can look really good mm-hmm. and then really bad. So, yeah. The playoffs are such a big question right now. Uh, we're almost there. We're about a, less than a month out from the playoffs. Uh, teams are starting to clinch playoff spots. So we'll tell you who's clinched so far. The Warriors and Nuggets have both clinched playoff spots. Uh, the Bucks have clinched their division. And that means they also clinched the playoff spot. Mm. Raptors 76ers, they also clinched playoff spots. I I think the Pacers and Celtics are the next ones to do it because they're, they're comfortably ahead 6, 7, and 8 still. Right. Eastern Conference, it would not shock me the next week that all eight are clinched. I don't think it's going to be coming down to a final game like it did last year no. with the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. So... And the Timberwolves are very much out of it, 32 and 40. So, yeah, so we'll take a quick music break. And we'll talk, we'll kind of dive into teams specifically. Uh, You know, why Jerry West is a better GM than Magic Johnson. All that and more right here on the Two Minute Drill on UCCS Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Two Minute Drill on UCCS Radio. Uh, We are your co-hosts, Phil Pokey Thomas and Nate Jones. And we're talking basketball all day every day and we're happy that you're listening to us right now either on itunes spotify google play or you're listening out in this hall right now or on uccsradio.com we appreciate it either way and we're talking about the greatest of all time 
and arguably, uh, according to Philip, he's the greatest of all time. I'm not quite on that bandwagon yet. He is the greatest of all time. And I think that we are, we're in a weird stage of this, and it, this is all about LeBron James. And the weird stage of this is he activated his playoff mode. He's like, playoff mode activated. We're going to make a run. We're going to make the playoffs. And they have stumbled harder than they were before the playoff mode was activated. And so a lot of the conversation is now LeBron is acting like it's not important. Mm -hmm. He's not really caring. Do you think his teammates have bled, like their thoughts and their mindset bled into LeBron's mindset? Or do you think he's just not, he didn't really care from the get-go and knew this would happen? I think he's kind of playing off of what might happen in the summer because it's kind of unknown right now um, what's going to happen in the summer. Um, they don't know 100% that they're going to get Anthony Davis. Um, they don't know if they're going to get another big star. So I think the reason he's not talking about it, he's not voicing, oh, I'm disappointed that we're not going to the playoffs or you know, calling people out for, you know, not playing as hard or not playing as well. And yeah. Stuff. I think he's just kind of trying to, he's trying to play all of his cards in the best way, even though he, he doesn't have like the best cards for next year and stuff. So I think he's kind of a little bit worried about that. And at the same time, I think if he's angry about going, about not going to the playoffs. Yeah. I think it hurts his like legacy even more. Okay. Because then it just looks like he tried so hard and he failed. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting perspective when you think about, like, he honestly thinks that if he shows he doesn't care, then they, people are going to oh, he didn't care anyways. Yeah. Knew, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's that weird mindset of, like, you ask, like, a girl out and you're just like, and she says no. And she's like, oh, well, I didn't like you really anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. LeBron is very much in that mindset. Yeah, I was interested in you anyway. I don't want to go out to you anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. I I definitely think that's LeBron and the Lakers mindset. Anyways, mm -hmm. like it's the whole Anthony Davis thing of like with Rich Paul like not really giving him much. It's like, well, we didn't really want Anthony Davis anyways. Yeah, uh, not Rich Paul, Bell Demps. Uh, we didn't want. Anthony Davis anyways. We didn't want Kawhi Leonard anyways. We didn't want Paul. That's like Magic Johnson's mindset. Mm -hmm. As a general manager, do you think he's done anything well? LeBron was going to Lakers no matter what, so he does not get credit for that one. Has he done anything else noteworthy? I think you can't be a general manager on a team with LeBron James on it. Because LeBron is your general manager. He's yeah. your front office. He's your quote-unquote, even though Jeannie Buss is like the owner and like, what she says kind of goes, but like at the same time, everything kind of falls under LeBron's kind of umbrella yeah. and stuff. So let's say if like Jeannie Buss really did trade LeBron, I think that so many Lakers fans would hate the Lakers for doing that. I, I really think they would hate her for doing that. And at the same time, you're not really looked at as, like, gaining LeBron. It's like, oh, LeBron chose to come here. You, you know, it wasn't like you persuaded him to come here or, like, made him, like, you know, uh, like, like, like you 
you presented it to him and he was like yeah oh yeah now i want to come to the lakers yeah it was like it was already fact over fiction that yeah. he was going to come to the lakers yeah and you know it's magic johnson i hate to say it but like he doesn't do he's not danny ainge he's not jerry west he's not who else can i think of um uh, he's not he's no greg pop you know, where I feel like he's like Greg Popovich, Popovich is like coach and GM. And I'm yeah. not too sure. Those, who's... I think they have an actual GM. Okay. But I think he's been in that position a lot. Mm. It's becoming more, oh, whoa. It's becoming more and more popular <laughs> uh, for coaches to do that where they are the general manager on top of being uh, the coach. Right. But it never works. Like, you look at Tom Thibodeau, he, that's what his, his position. Mm position was uh with minnesota and i think with chicago as well doc rivers i think gave up the general manager um position recently and is just now focused on coaching the team and he's done well in that right yeah i i think with doc rivers though i think he could also be a viable gm slash coach just because I feel like players respect him in a way that they res- don't respect, like, most coaches. Yeah. Even, like, coaches that are, like, doing very well. Like, like Brad Stevens. Love yeah. Brad Stevens. But I think he has way more, like, Doc Rivers has way more of that respectability oh, yeah. factor in the NBA right now. Just because, I mean, Brad Stevens is young. And I think he is a brilliant, you know, basketball mind. But, like... He hasn't gone to the finals yet. I mean, to an Eastern Conference finals, that's good. But, like, you're validated as a coach, I feel like, once you go to the finals. Yep. No, I think you're right. And Doc Rivers has been through a lot as a coach, and players respect that. Mm -hmm. He was a player himself. I think Brad Stevens has – that's what's missing from him is he wasn't a player as well as a coach. And – so it's a little harder, and that's why he uses his players as recruitment tools as well to get people to his team. Yeah, I Magic Johnson's gonna get fired at the end of this. I I don't think he survives. Really? Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he gets another chance. I think he does. I think he gets one more really? year. I think he gets one more year because he was in this position. I think almost a year or maybe even two years before LeBron James came, mm-hmm. and he got rid of D'Angelo Russell, which looks like the biggest mistake anyone's made in a while now maybe LA just wasn't the right atmosphere obviously there's a lot of intangibles with his situation in Los Angeles but he's been playing out of his mind and the Lakers could use a player who's playing out because LeBron is just filling up his stat sheet now right I, I think I think it's I think he has one more year I don't think they would do him like that like fire him right after gaining LeBron James even though this was like a disappointing season, a very, very disappointing season. But I think he has one more chance to actually get this right. And it all leads down to what happens this summer. If they land no one, if they land no one, I mean, they could get like small pieces, small, you know, acquisitions. But if they do not get a star, it's, it's, it, it's looking for bad news bears for, um, (laughs) Or for magic, I I really think so. Just because, what can you really do with, like you can't produce with LeBron James even like, because like 
on paper, if you look at the Cavs that went to the finals last year and you yeah. look at the Lakers this year, you'd be like, oh, no, no problem. LeBron's going to at least go to the Western Conference finals. And now that we're looking at it and we're like, think, you know, we're basically already accepting that LeBron's not going to be in the playoffs this year. It's it's a big it's a big strike, but I really think that LeBron that Magic has one more solid year with the Lakers. I mean, even the halfway through, you know, next year, if they're not producing at the level that they should be, Magic yeah. is gone. I think so. I I don't know. I I still think he leaves before the season. I think the reason why you look at LeBron's career, mm-hmm. he was on a pretty bad team. With the Cavs last year. Arguably, I think that Cavs team would lose to this year's Lakers team. Mm-hmm. Part of it is coaching and different things like that. I don't think the Lakers are well coached. And that's part of the reason why they, they could lose to that Cavs team or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think there's more talent on this Lakers team currently. What a big drop off it is, it is that LeBron went to eight straight finals. And now is just straight up not going to make the playoffs yeah that is like a huge gap you went from the top position you can get to in your conference to not even making a playoff in any form of that i think it's a big drop off and i think lebron's team is going to force magic out i like you said lebron is the gm overall yeah i think lebron will get magic johnson fired i think luke walton will be gone before magic Oh yeah, I think it might be a it might be a clean house sort of thing. Yeah. Where they just clear everybody and say, well, let's start over. Even Rob Polinka? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think every everyone must go. It is embarrassing that a team with LeBron James, arguably at the end of his prime, but in his prime, cannot make the playoffs. It is. It is. With a solid point guard that he's not had in a while, Rondo, Ball, whichever one you use. Both of them are more solid point guard than he's had in a long time. Mm. They've gotten rid of their good pieces. Like, they just have not surrounded a great team around LeBron. And then you look at a team like the Clippers, who should have been a lot worse, are in the eighth seed right now. They can go, we talked about earlier, they can go anywhere from eight to five. It's because Jerry West, the logo himself, has surrounded Doc Rivers with players that work well in that system. They somehow got rid of arguably their best score, Tobias Harris, and have played better since that trade because of different moves that they surrounded. He found the best team for Doc Rivers to coach mm-hmm. and for, yeah, and, and just to surround. They're a tough, gritty team that can probably beat anyone. Definitely. I mean, I would like, I would just like for Magic to get one more chance. Okay. I think Luke Walt, I'm. I'm at least 85% sure that Luke Walton will be fired even before the summer. And then at the same time, I think, like I said before, I think it all rides on this summer. If they don't get anybody this summer, maybe even before the the season even starts, Magic is gone. Yeah. Because I think Magic is playing to the... He's playing to the... Oh, this is L.A. Everybody wants to be in L.A. Everybody wants to wear the gold and the purple. Um, also, he's writing on the name of I'm Magic Johnson. So, like, he, you're going to listen to me because I'm Magic Johnson and stuff, which I'm just like, 
That's not how the job should be ran. Personally, I think it should be ran on trying to persuade players that they can build, that they can have a future here yeah. in the Lakers uniform and stuff. Because, like, yes, everybody knows the Lakers. Everybody knows the Celtics from, you know, in the NBA yep. and stuff and, like, a long history there. But at the same time, I think you have to realize that players want to create history for themselves, in a, especially in a place where that history hasn't been done before. So that's why I think I read a story, I think like two days ago, about how Zion doesn't want to play in a big market because he wants to like he wants to build a history in a franchise that hasn't had it before. Which I'm if more players start thinking like that, I am one hundred percent for it. Yeah, you know, I, I think Zion, and we can talk a little bit more about him in the break, but I'll make this point real quick. I think Zion is looking at what Trey Young is doing in Atlanta. Atlanta is a bad team, but Trey Young is developing as an NBA player, and they can be dangerous in a couple of years. I think he's looking at Luka. Yeah. The Mavs are not going to make the playoffs this year, but they got another great piece. They're going to be pretty dangerous next year, with, and Dirk is going to be gone. Luka is going to be able to build a dynasty of his own yeah. by himself with Kristaps. I think Zion is probably looking at that and be like, hmm, that seems better than having to tank again on the Cavs, Knicks. Yeah. You know, I think the Suns could be a good spot for him. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how they would screw up two straight number one picks, but, you know, Aiden would, I think, work well with him. So I think also the one thing with Magic Johnson, I don't think he has the, the... How can I say this? Um, I don't think he has like the basketball front office mindset to where you have to think about things for longer than just one season. Yeah. I don't think he has those, you know, that cunningness to pull off trades like that or pull off like deals with, um, with draft picks you know, lottery picks and stuff like that. I really don't think he has that that wherewithal to me, like a Danny Ainge kind of does, yeah. like um, like many of the other GMs that we see, where it just comes to just being able to outsmart another team's front office. I don't think, I don't, I just don't see Magic Johnson having that, especially with what happened this year with you know Dell Demps basically just like. Yeah, they offered us this. They offered us that. They offered us this and that. They offered us the whole team. They offered us like half the team and stuff. It it was like to me that was just the ultimate mind games. Yeah. That I think they're still they're still reeling from that. And I think they're going to be reeling from that even on into like the summer whenever it comes to like okay, we're trying to gain a star here. I know we all came and had like a meeting you know, last year, which I'm talking about, like, this year yeah. and stuff. And, like, talking about, oh, this is it. You know, we're riding with our guys and stuff like that. I really, really, really think that most of those players are still kind of salty about what went down, like, you know, mid-February, January, on into March. Yeah. Yeah. We're in an interesting spot with yeah. all of this. It, 
the NBA is in a definitely like the best place it's ever been and the weirdest place it's ever been with management and franchises being mismanaged, arguably, too. You look at the Suns and they keep firing everybody. They're not letting anyone get a chance no. to do anything. So we're going to take a quick music break. And I want to talk about Zion a little bit and how he's going to impact the NBA. We talked a little bit last week about whether or not he was the next LeBron James. And we felt like that was a little bit inaccurate. But what does he bring to the NBA that, say, Trey Young, Luca weren't able to bring, who are arguably very talented? Is he going to be like a LeBron James in the sense that he will impact a franchise from the get-go? We'll be right back. You're listening to the Two Minute Drill on UCCS Radio. Guess who's back, back, back again? Yes, it's us, uh, the host of the Two Minute Drill on UCCS Radio. We're talking basketball, as always, and we're doing a quick little segment here to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about Zion Williamson and his overall impact when he gets into the NBA. Right now, he will be playing in uh, March Madness. Uh, the Duke plays tonight. Pretty much everyone has Duke winning on their brackets, mostly to him. Thanks to him, when Duke did not have Zion, they struggled mightily. Yep. And he has definitely helped them. He, you know, he came back from the ACC tournament, ended up helping them win it. Gave them overall seed, overall number one seed in that March Madness tournament. And just a quick thing for those of you who don't know and don't follow us on Twitter, uh, we have a March Madness contest going on. We're giving away a Google mini Google Home or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what the name is. Yeah, we're giving away a device that will listen to you 24 hours a day. So 365, you can look forward to that and I hope more. You're comfortable with that. Uh, you do already have to have made a bracket on ESPN, but you can join our group. Just look up UCCS Radio Sports. If you are the best, you will win that listening device for free. Yeah, government will listen to you for free. Yep. Uh, so make sure if you're interested to do that as soon as possible uh, before the playoffs are over. Um, so back to Zion. What do you think his overall impact will be in the NBA when he arrives in the NBA? Do you think he'll be a LeBron-like player to like really lead his team to a different level? Or do you think he's going to struggle a little bit when he gets to the NBA? I think it, I, I, I'm going to say that he's, he's not going to be on a, on a LeBron-type level. And that's because mostly just because I don't. it depends on where he goes. But at the same time, I, I always think that college players are way overhyped because there's always that one that's just like so overhyped to me and it is in it, it doesn't translate into the nba to me i just don't feel that players are gonna you know hear the name zion williamson and like shaking their boots like they like i feel like college players do yeah you know because he gets like so much more attention than any other college player but, like, whenever you're in the NBA, there's tons of other stars that are going to get the spotlight as well. And so it really depends on where he goes and, at the same time, how much he's willing to, like, be a leader. You okay. know, because I feel like sometimes... So let's say, like, that he goes to... Who's on the bottom of the bracket now that could get him? Let's say, like, he goes to the Knicks or, like, he goes to, like, the Phoenix Suns. If he goes to the Knicks... <coughs> I think he could. He'll become the star, and he'll he'll lead the team, and he'll get most of the spotlight, and he might be on like LeBron type level. Okay. But like, if he goes to the Phoenix Suns, are you he's expect, better than Devin Booker. I know, but are you expecting Devin Booker to give up the number one? No, I think I, the number the number one spot, like the leader the, of the team, 
He's been on the team for so long, though. Well, you're the firm believer that the point guard, no matter what, is a leader of yes. the team. Uh, so Zion does not play the point guard position. Yes. Therefore, in your world, in which my is scope. very wrong, hey. that Zion would never be the bona fide leader of the team. I do think in terms of the best player on the team, if we're just arguing about that, it would start off, Devin has that spot, but I think Zion's talent in pure ability would bear its head and he it would be hard to dispute it. It'd be at that point of like, you know, Sunshine would be like, but Devin's, and then like, well, nah, he's not. So I think that's what would happen no matter what team he's on, unless he somehow... What if he got drafted by the Lakers? Lakers trade everyone they have to get picks for him. They like they trade up to draft Zion. Hmm. What would a Zion LeBron team look like? Craziness. Yeah, I think it would look. It would. Unfair. I, not unfair. It would look to me. It would look fair because to me, I don't feel like you can get any more unfair than what the have what the. Warriors have right now, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so excellent point. Um, I, I don't think it's gonna happen, but if it did, I wouldn't be unhappy with it. But I, I would definitely say that they wouldn't. I just don't know how that chemistry would work out, especially with players saying it's hard to play around LeBron and to have to do that on your first year in the NBA, to have like the spotlight on you so much. Like, 10 times more than what he's getting with, like, yeah. you know, NCAA right now. It's, it's, I don't know if he, I don't know if he'd be able to live up to the pressure. Even though he's doing so well with the pressure on him that he has right now, even though it's not a lot of pressure, it's more or less just hype. Yeah. This makes no sense, but I have in my mind, he had an interview recently about, there's a lot of people telling him to just hold out for the NBA. Just quit it when he had his injury, just quit yeah. college and then go to the NBA. And he said, no, I don't want to do that. I care for my teammates and stuff like that. There might be a chance. It, this is a very like low chance that he decides to, instead of going to the NBA, stays in college. Do you think that happens at all? And if so, it changes everything. Because every team that tanked for Zion doesn't get him yeah it changes the dress it changes everything what do you think his impact would be like if, if he, he decides to stay has he not declared he's not declared you can't declare until after your season is over okay that would mind blow me that would blow my mind if he did that yeah i wouldn't hate him i wouldn't no. hate him for doing it because to me it's all his decision i think yeah. if he wants to further his education that he's getting <laughs> you know i know i did the air quotes there yeah no offense to my Athletic players in, in, of college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way you phrase that. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no offense to them, but if he wants to further his education and stay in college, stay at Duke and stay with his teammates, I am 100% for it. Um, it's completely on him. It's not like the NBA is going anywhere. It's not like his talent is going anywhere. Um, if he has a... I mean, he's... he. People are people will say, oh, what if he has an injury in college, and then you know, and then that translates into the NBA. Well, he can have an injury in the NBA, and then that just defines him in the NBA. So, 
Um, if he did that, it would really change a lot for the whole the the whole aspect of the draft, the whole aspect of the media covering him, the whole aspect of you know his future in the NBA. I feel like would change, and you know, I honestly, if he did that. It make me. It would make me like him even more. Okay. Because it would just be like, kind of like, ooh, like got to be quicker than that, you know, like kind of teasing all these teams, you yeah. know, of like, yeah, yeah, I'm so good. I might come to the NBA. It's like, oh, I'm gonna stay another year. I know you bombed for me and that you like tanked for me and stuff, but you don't get me now and stuff. So, it's, it's funny. It'd be really funny. And I, I don't think he would do it just because I think he would want to like play as much as yeah. he would want to in the NBA and get as much money. And I'm not too sure how much money he's making right now from, you know, he's not getting paid from NCAA, but like he's definitely. Yeah, the value is. Yeah. And, yeah. And NCAA not, system's broken. And let's not act like these players aren't getting something under the rug. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody says, oh, these players need to be paid. They're getting something, all right? Not much, if anything. Call in if you want to argue with me on this, okay? <laughs> well, I think that's probably the show for this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Once again, if you want to enter our March Madness tournament, uh, we're in partnership with the two other sports shows here on UCCS Radio. Uh, all together, we're UCCS Radio Sports. We have Heat Check Radio and Runners in Scoring Position. And the Offshore Drilling Show. Yeah. You can't forget about those oh, guys. Oh, yeah. They're the greatest show here. They're really good. Yeah, they're great at offshore drilling, too. <laughs> yeah. We got actual offshore drillers <laughs> yeah. to host the show. You know, maybe on a... I think their next show is on April 1st, so we should see if they're available to pop in and do a show for us. Uh, but we... Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're available on Twitter at the two minute drill. Uh, that you just put the app button D A the number two minute drill. You'll find us there. There's great polls, retweets, other tweets, all there available for your viewing and reading pleasure. If you want to listen to this full show and all the other shows we have, uh, we have 21 shows now on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and sometimes YouTube if YouTube wants to post them. Uh, just look up UCCS Radio Sports wherever you get your podcast. We're currently on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, and if you just look us up on Podbean, we're also there as well. Uh, rating us also helps. I checked yesterday. We have eight five-star ratings. So we have a total of 40 stars. We want 100 stars by the end of the year. Uh, help us get there. We appreciate all of you listening. Uh, we'll catch you I'm not sure if we'll do a show next week. We'll see how we're feeling because it is spring break next week. So have a safe spring break. Uh, don't get too crazy. We'll see you when we see you. Bye, everybody.